Welcome to The Call to Create. I'm your host, Charlie Teal, and today on the show we get to sit down with a woman who is a driving force in Central Oregon when it comes to anything creative, and she seems to pull it off with style and with, and with elegance and with energy. Renee Mitchell is a powerhouse. Here we are. We finally, after <laughs> fighting to put this together for months now, we finally get to sit down and have a conversation. And I have to say, you are, like, you stand out in my mind as one of the people when we first moved here. It seemed like everywhere we went, every event we went to, you had a hand in it. And I was just like, wow, okay, Renee Mitchell, she is a person to know in this town because... She has things going on, making things happen. And I was like, I was checking your website, and it's crazy, the list of organizations that you participate in, like Scale House and the public art thing, and, and Caldera, and you're on the advisory board of Ben Film, and you're on the advisory board of some other things. And <laughs> I, I mean, the question, it's like that cliche, <laughs> that cliche question of, how, how and why do you do all of this stuff? Mm. <laughs> well, um, I've sometimes been criticized that I do too much. <laughs> Would that be your children that give you uh, that criticism? Or? No, not necessarily. As no? my children get older, they definitely think mm. that. Um, when, they were, when they were younger, it was a little bit easier because they went to school, they had after-school care. And now, as they're older, especially my oldest, who's in middle school, She's as busy, if not busier, than I am. Okay. I wonder where she got that from. Right, yeah. But she wants to be involved with a lot of activities, art, <clears throat> track, soccer. And so it's definitely getting more challenging to right. do all the things that I love to do that fill my cup. Right. Because I know my number one priority is taking care of them. Right. But when asked why I do what I do as in the arts, it really stems back to being a little girl and going to a writing class when I was in third grade. Okay. And I was asked to write about something that had happened in my life. So as a third grader, I'm thinking, <laughs> hmm. But my parents divorced at a really young age, when I was okay. young, I was two years old. And in third grade, my mom remarried and my stepfather adopted me. And I remember clearly going to the courthouse and signing the document that my last name would change. Oh, wow. And uh, I was really lucky my mom married a great man. He raised me. I'm really lucky I have a wonderful father. I have two fathers. They both walk me down the aisle. They're both part of my life. But when I was prompted with this question in the third grade, I wrote about it. And I wrote about what it really felt like to have your name changed. I was, I had an S as a last name. I was a Stefani, and then okay. it changed to B Bristow. So I had to go to the front of the line instead of the end of the line. <laughs> right. And I had to stand in front of the class and explain why my name changed. Really? And a little boy asked me, did you get married? <laughs> no, I did not get married. Right. And so I had to explain this. But I remember clearly writing out my feelings about it and the teacher coming to me and saying, you should really look into writing. You were able to articulate and express yourself in a certain way that a lot of third graders cannot speak 
to or about. Wow. So <clears throat> I remember leaving the class, walking on the grass, looking down and thinking, I like this. I want to do more of it. Okay. But I never did. I huh. never did. I never took any art classes. I never took any writing classes. Uh, it's not that my parents didn't foster it. I was just a sports kid. Okay. Okay. And we, we did, we did sports. That's what I did. Right. So it wasn't until several, several, several years later when I was in college that I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I was straddling this advertising, broadcasting, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. public relations, photography, and art. Okay. And so that exposure to art in college made me realize, I think I can do both. So I picked a career in advertising. Okay. And it's a, you know, it's a form of commercial art. But I feel that I really missed out on what it would be like to be an artist. So I have tried so hard to create a life as creating art events, right. producing art events, and being involved with the arts because it definitely feels part of me that I know is so important and important for others. Wow. <laughs> that was a long answer, wasn't no, it? No, I mean, but that was, that was a fantastic answer. <laughs> like, to get that much perspective on, on how this has always, sounds like it was in the background mm -hmm. for a long time, but it's always been something that you were interested in or, mm -hmm. I don't know, wanted to have in your life. Yeah, it's always been there. I, yeah traveled to Europe after college and I was the happiest I've ever been in museums. Huh. And I remember I was in Paris for five days and I bought a museum pass. And so I just went to museum every single day and I had my journal and I would just write, take notes and just being around art, being around creative thinkers, being around innovators inspires me, it makes me happy. It makes me feel at peace. It makes me feel calm. And I just haven't been able to create my own art necessarily. Right, right. So is that is that in the works next? Mm. Is that well, part I of don't, the plan or I don't really have the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, with all of your free time, yeah, Renee. Uh, why not? I, I certainly dream about it and want to carve out time and space to create. Mm-hmm. But right now I'm really happy creating okay. events, activities, programming, curating for other people to enjoy. Okay. So sometimes I'm called an art administrator. I have no art administration background. I don't know how to do that. I just have taken my experience in advertising and marketing and project management and right. applied it to arts events. Okay. Yeah, it seems like art administrator sounds like a very dry, it, it doesn't fit you at all. <laughs> it doesn't, that's not the way I would ever mm. describe you or what I've seen you do. Well, art th administrator. Thank yeah. you. There's a lot to put, like you think about Ben Design, for example. Yeah, I mean. I'm so lucky I, I partner with uh, Martha Murray, great mm -hmm. woman, and she and I laugh sometimes because we get so 
ingrained in the details and the minutia mm -hmm. that sometimes we forget to look up. I'm like, oh my gosh, look what look what we're doing. Look who we've brought to Bend, right. Oregon to speak on creativity and design and innovation. And together, we want to make sure that we can really enjoy it and be immersed in it ourselves. But you know, quite honestly, we're doing spreadsheets and making travel <laughs> arrangements and right. making sure yep. our speakers get from point A to point B and making sure that we have Gabriel there to shoot right. footage yes. of the event. I mean, there's all the details that are behind the scenes that no one really knows about, right. but you have to do it. Right. And I because do enjoy doing it. I do. Right. So yeah, so there is an, it is administrative, but it's, I don't know, I see you as far more of a creative force than an administrative force. But yes, it sounds like you're, mm -hmm. it sounds like you are top notch at, in that area as well, mm -hmm. like in that side of it too. So. Got some pretty mad Google Drive skills, let me tell you. <laughs> you're like docs, email, back and forth. Is it on the drive? Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, what are, like, I can't even remember all the different organizations that you either either started in this town or you advise or on the board of or mm. what was like the first so you mm. so you said I don't know how many years ago it was that you started your own agency and then after that you went to work for home kombucha yes but when did you also begin like you you were the foundational you were one of the founders of the bin design conference right yes so it started so Pat Clark is the founder of Atelier 6000, which became the Bend Art Center. So okay. she came to me in 2011 and talked about starting a contemporary creative arts center. And that's what Scale House is. Okay. So that time, Pat Clark and I, Christy Lanfrey, Cassandra Schindler, Sandy Anderson, Elizabeth Quinn, Dave Fox, we all got together and thought, what would it look like to have a contemporary visual arts center in Bend? Okay. So we wrote a um, 501c3 application, it got approved, and the grand vision then and still is to have an actual visual arts center Okay. and maybe partner with a performing arts center. Mm -hmm. And the thought is to have exhibition space, space for workshops, a black box theater, mm -hmm. a cafe. And we believe so much in the mission that we just decided to develop programming until we could actually have a bricks and mortar headquarters home. Okay. And we were new. And there's so many arts organizations in this community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to go out and start, you know, proving who you are and asking for money right. when you haven't done anything. Right. So we started with workshops the first year. Um, we did some printmaking workshops, um, some symbolism, visual studies workshops and then started the Ben Design Conference. We, I was in Portland one day and I saw that Portland has a weekly design conference and thought, hey, we could do that here in Bend. Mm -hmm. That was five years ago and um, started it from scratch. And here we are five years later and this year it was a four day event. We partnered with Ben Film yep. the yep. opening night to screen the film um, Obey Giant. Mm -hmm and then have um, a full day of talks, a full day of workshops, and then a day of what we call design for good, where we apply all the design hands-on, whether it's graphic design or design thinking through a design charrette, 
to look at how to solve some critical issues in our own community. Well, what were some of the so what were some of the things you guys tackled this year or oh, okay. organizations that you helped with? Well, one of my favorites is working with an organization called Visible, and they're out of Portland. Okay. And they started right after Trump was elected, and they were concerned that nonprofits representing marginalized communities would not only receive reduced funding, but they wouldn't have any dollars to allocate towards creative services to get their story out, okay. share their mission, and fundraise. So they started an organization where they brought creatives in to donate their services and create logos or creative work for nonprofits. Okay. So this year we partnered with Bend Film in out central Oregon and developed a logo for their uh, film screenings that will be at Tim Pan Theater. Nice, okay. So we had 40 designers come in on a Saturday. They did a design sprint all day. <laughs> And wow, okay. Out Central Oregon came in and talked about their mission, what they wanted to accomplish. These designers created. We had judges come in, give them feedback, and then Out Central Oregon selected their logo, and now they're going to use it for their event. Wow. I mean, and that and that's part of part of the design conference mm -hmm. every year. Yeah, well, we did it last year, this year, and we're going to keep doing it okay. every year okay. and trying to select a local nonprofit who can really benefit from some creative services. Okay. So that, that's just a highlight as far as what we're looking at right. locally. And, you know, how can we get the mission of Out Central Oregon communicated in our community? Yeah. So. Huh. And you said that you're, so how, how old are your kids? They are 10 and 12. I have a fourth grader and a sixth and grader, okay. two little girls. And are they, sounds like they have their own interests, their own passions, the artistic yes. and Yes, my oldest themselves. is uh, an actor. Okay. She's been in theater um, with through Beat. Yeah. yeah. And actually in this very space, she was yeah. Peter Pan. <laughs> so she was her first lead role. Nice. And she's one of those children who just looks really happy and comfortable on stage. Okay. Her face, bright, it's really bright. She has jazz hands. <laughs> and, but she also does soccer. She did cross country this year. Okay. She, she skis. And then the little one, Ruby, is really into photography. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So um, their dad was a photographer, and I can't help but think that maybe she got that from him. Right. She's received a few cameras, video cameras, Polaroid cameras. She wants a GoPro for Christmas. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've been uh, captured on video in situations I don't want right. to be captured <laughs> on video. Or maybe getting mad right. at one of them yeah. and yeah. something's being recorded. I said, Ruby, you have a rule in the household. You got to tell me when you're pushing play. Right. right. So. Like no gorilla filmmaking. Exactly. Like, you need to exactly. Know what's happening here. <laughs> so I've tried to create an environment where they are exposed to art, but they've right. really naturally gravitated towards it. Um, you know, they lost their father when they were one and three, and part of their therapy was art therapy. Oh, okay. So actually drawing about the experience of the loss and able to articulate it because they were so young, it's really hard to right. make sense of, right. you know, your father no longer living and 
it really proved to help them. And okay. I feel like they can articulate their feelings pretty well. Yeah. So. And they're, do they sort of tag along with you at all as you're working on like mm -hmm. the design conference and scale house and oh yes i um, i mean they must because yes. pretty much every every day of every week it yeah. seems like you are involved with something yeah. going on I, I i joke that they'll either be in therapy over it <laughs> or they'll be an artist or a writer mm -hmm. or something well there'll be something fabulous regardless but no, and there's a couple stories related to that. Uh, for Ben Design, we were working with the Stir Agency, uh -huh. and Eric and Tim were showing us designs, okay. and Adeline, my oldest, came with me. So they had designs up on the wall, and Adeline got into critiquing, and then she started drawing and put it up on the board next to Eric's work. So Eric sent it to me as a uh, concept direction, okay. giving her credit, of course. <laughs> And then the other joke is uh, I'm lucky enough to be a partner at At Liberty Gallery. Mm -hmm. It's called At Liberty Arts Collaborative with Jenny Green and Kari Vaughn. And in the very back, we have the FACP room. Does anyone know what FACP is stands for? Something about fire. Yeah, yeah. Fire yeah. tubes and Exactly, pipes and exactly. Sprinkler so systems and stuff. They love to go to First Friday. I mean, they, they like, oh, over First Friday. <laughs> But they hang out in this teeny tiny room. Okay. You know, kids like little spaces. Yeah. So Jenny, Kari, and I laugh that again they'll either be in therapy or right. they'll have their own gallery someday with, right. you know, showing all their work. Right. <laughs> yes, they do tag along with me a lot. They've, um, in a way, been forced into probably more grown-up situations than other kids because mm -hmm. I'm not going to get a babysitter to go to the grocery store. I mean, they right. always go everywhere with me for the most part. Right. But I think it's proved to work for them. They can have conversations with adults. They're, they entertain themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're only two years apart, so they're a great, right. they're a great unit. That was going to be my next question, mm -hmm. is do they get on well together? They do. They're very different. Mm -hmm. But they almost have this twin mentality. Oh, yeah. And I don't really know what that means exactly, because I, I'm not a twin, nor right. I had twins. Right. But just from I, they, and stuff. I can just see how they can, they can communicate yeah. without communicating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they really stick up for each other, and sometimes it's hard to infiltrate. I've seen that with other kids and even myself, where they're so connected that I, I, I can't break in. Right. But it's it's good. I, I think it's it's good for them. It's good for me. Uh, the the older one sometimes mothers the younger one, which is annoying to. <laughs> Me the and younger the younger one, one but right. that's just her job. She's firstborn. And so when you, when you lost your husband, mm -hmm. at that point in time, did you already have your own agency, or where were you in the spectrum? No. Um, I was working um, with Paul Evers at TBD. Okay. So, and we started that agency in 97, I believe. Um, I lost my husband in 2010, so... I had a safe place to land work-wise okay. and a lot of grace and patience with my business partners and my coworkers. So that was, um, that was good. Um, and I took about, I think, four weeks off of work and then went back and as I was really happy to have a place to go every oh, day. Yeah, I sure. needed that. Yeah. Um, and we closed in 2015. Okay. So TBD closed 2015, 
And then that's when I started Renee Mitchell Creative, just a little boutique consulting. Uh-huh. And one of my first clients was Hum Kombucha, which TBD did all the branding work when it went from Kombucha Mama to Hum Kombucha. Kombucha. Okay. So I'd already worked with them for several years. And they asked me to come on and freelance and then just be kept getting more and more and more. Okay. And then I was hired on as director of marketing and I've been there three and a half years. So it was kind of an organic yeah, shift. It, it was. Um, and the company keeps growing and becoming um, more and more competitive in the beverage and kombucha space. Okay. So. There's a joke there about every year I raise my hand and say, you need to hire someone that knows more than I do because I've never done this before. <laughs> so we hired, um, I hired my boss, okay. who's great. And um, it's kind of funny to hire your boss. <laughs> but I've learned a ton there that's really um, helped me in actually the more of the creative passions that I have. Just how you you know communicate effectively through a presentation um finances right back to those google you know spreadsheets right yes you know how you manage a budget for ben design i mean so i've learned some really invaluable skills about the business side of marketing and it's just really interesting looking at the beverage space there you go there's um only so many beverages we all consume in a day right what are yours (laughs) <laughs> coffee coffee for sure yep usually supplements of some kind okay. um definitely like a protein shake or something somewhere mm-hmm. in there and then lots of water that's yep. kind of my day mm-hmm. and beer I see. and yeah like then at the end of the day yep glass of wine maybe mm-hmm. whiskey mm-hmm. or beer mm-hmm. one of one of the three not all yeah. mixed together yeah <laughs> yeah so that's kind of my so that's my day is mm-hmm. consumption there what about you? Are you a coffee for sure? Yeah. I mean, I the most exciting thing for me in the morning is coffee. Yes, I know. <laughs> so I have it's to a kind little of sad, but you know, pace myself. <laughs> coffee, water, kombucha, and then in the evening, wine. Yeah. So it's a good town for. Yes, for absolutely, all of us. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so. And so. What do you think, what do you see as next for you? I mean, is it, mm. you, you are, you, like I say, every time I turn around, you have your, you already have your hand in so mm. many things mm-hmm. in this town. You also are behind TEDx, right? TEDx. No, the TBD, my, um, the agency, okay. um, we helped do all the creative work for that. Okay. But I, I didn't, you know, start it from a producer standpoint or programming but are you involved on the board or no, anything no, with them no. okay so that's no. like the one organization just one that's it that oh charlie stop <laughs> no but on that it's i sometimes feel like i have to defend myself and be really honest and transparent um i know why i get involved with so many things and sometimes it's just to avoid pain right right um it's my therapy yeah and i'm not saying it's a good thing but you know when you're busy and you're distracted and you're immersed in something you really love Mm -hmm. then it it takes away from the loss that i've experienced in my life okay and again i don't know if that's good or bad 
I'm sure a therapist would tell me different things. Um, right. But I know why I've done what I've done. Right. In addition, just to loving it, right. I love the work. I it, it feeds my soul. It inspires me. It makes me happy. So I know why yeah. I do yeah. it. But I also know there's a side to you know protecting this right right this thing right here. I've certainly seen when I see you at all these different events, there is always just this radiance, this, this real joy that just shines out of you. That you can tell, like I can just tell that you are genuinely, you genuinely love all the things that you get up to. And that's, that's again, that's one of those things that mm. has stood out in my mind since I first met you like whatever mm. it was, five years ago or something when we first moved to town. Mm-hmm. Like you just always have this real excitement for whatever it is I see you doing. Mm-hmm. Thank that's, you, yeah. that's, that's nice to hear because I don't always feel that way, <laughs> you know. Um, right. And yeah, I've sometimes made sacrifices. It does bring me joy and then I, I think, am I, it brings me joy, but am I giving up time with my daughters? Or right. am I training in to be with my girlfriends? Or, and it's something I'm really exploring and working on right now. You know, life's short. Right, yeah. I know that's super cliche, but my time with my daughters, it's, it's fleeting. Yeah. You know, I've got six more years until my oldest goes to college. Yeah, yeah. And... <laughs> I'm seeing 50 in a couple of years, and I just want to make sure that... Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, <laughs> I, so thank you for telling me about the joy, because I don't always feel it, but I know why I do it, and I'm loving it, and I do feel like I'm alive in those situations, and I need times to feel alive. Yeah. Because there's been so many other times in the last nine years where I have really not felt that way. Mm-hmm. So again, I know why I do it, because it brings me that joy. and. But how do you experience joy in other ways where you're really present with your children and Mm -hmm. you're really present with your friends and your family? And that is something I definitely want to work on. Right. In 2020. Hindsight 2020. (laughs) 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 But I think, too, you would agree with this, that in order to really experience that joy with your kids, I mean, at least what I find with my girls is that too much time with them and your brain starts to melt mm-hmm. and it like runs out of your ears and you're not enjoying yeah. <laughs> that time with them anymore. I mean, you know, whether it's summer break or whatever, like there are times when you're like, okay, it's time, time for to you go to back go back to, to school. school. <laughs> no. no, you're right, you're right. And it's that, you know, it's like you need I think that was something I kind of got lost in for a while with my girls was so involved with just being there for them that I kind of forgot to mm-hmm. be there for the stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to fix that now, but it sounds like you find real, um, it, it's, it's energizing for you, it recharges you, yeah. all of these things that you get into. It and does. Then that carries over to the time you do have with your girls, I would imagine, where right. you're like, okay, now I've got energy again. Like, let me spend time with yeah. them. It, it does. It really does energize me. I, <clears throat> I don't work out every day. I don't meditate. I don't go to yoga. I don't run. I don't do those things. <laughs> I do this instead. Right. 
Yeah, that, drink that's, kombucha. That's what I do. And you do all of this. Um, and when I've been down on myself about, am I there enough for my daughters? Right. My dear friends always remind me, look at the example you're setting for them. Exactly, yeah. You're going to work every day, you're making a living, and you're volunteering in the community and trying to enhance arts and culture in the community. Right. You're setting a really good example. And part of me knows that, and the other part of me and I know is when Adeline looks at me and says, I just want you to sit and talk with me, but mm. that's also important. Yeah. But I think it was a couple of years ago at the Caldera event, I'm not sure if you were there. Um, I was emceeing the event and the girls came. And I, so there's a room full of 200 people yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm introducing and I'm talking and they're waving at me. <laughs> Hi mama. That's awesome. Hi mama. And I stopped and I said, hi girls. And yeah. I was like, well, you can't stop the show. But I was like, I have to acknowledge them. Yeah, and I just yeah. said, you know, my two biggest fans are in the room yeah. right now. And so when you got in the car, they were so proud. It's like, yeah. we were proud of you, mom. Yeah. So that's, I that's fantastic. I'm, I mean, and I'm sure they, they have seen you fight your way. I'll just go away. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being attacked by a feather. <laughs> a or fuzz. Um, I'm sure, but they, they've they've watched you like fight for that, mm -hmm. fight to get to that place where like, oh, there's mom running the show, giving a speech in front of all these people. That's mm -hmm. that. I have to think that's gonna that's gonna be the thing that sticks with them and that they remember and kind of yeah. guides them as they try to figure their stuff out. I hope so. Yeah. I really do. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, well, well, and that's the other part of it, right. is it, like, it's a kind of a shot in the dark, right? It like, is. you do your best on all those fronts, and mm -hmm. then, then it just, what's gonna happen is gonna happen, and yeah, there's only so much you can do about it. <laughs> I think they hear more often than not, I'm trying, doing my best, girls, I'm doing my best, I'm doing my best. Right, right. But I really do believe they are living fun, fantastic, meaningful lives. I really believe that in my heart. Then, I mean, and I, I mean, come on, you're, you're an incredibly loving person. I, I have to know there, there's no way that that doesn't come through to them and that they don't feel that love all the time and, and see you do so much in the community. Like what an, yeah, what an incredible role model mm -hmm. that is for them. Yeah. Thank you. Very kind. Yeah, no, I'm not sure I deserve trying to follow in your footsteps. Oh, <laughs> well, look at this. <laughs> yes, this. Look at all I this magnificence. It. Yeah, it's great. Yes. It's coming. It's coming along. We're getting there. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So, so no, I just, I've always, and that's the other, the other thing that always stands out in my mind is not just always seeing you at events and not just always seeing that enthusiasm and that energy, but yeah, always seeing your girls with you. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, like. Oh, you've got your hands full. I do. Yeah. Do you have a, Do you have family here or anything, or is it uh, is I, it just you guys, just you three? Um, my father-in-law lives here. Okay. And my sister-in-law and my father-in-law recently got married. Um, sadly, I um, lost my mother-in-law about three, four years, oh, five, several years ago. Um, but my mom and dad, and my dad. Okay. Now I got two. Yes. And my siblings all are in Portland. Okay. Okay. And they collectively, everyone's a huge help. 
my mom uh, comes that's... over and um, stays with the girls and we go there quite a bit so and then really my family in Bend is my community and my friends mm-hmm. and they are I'm still in awe of how much this community has showed up for the girls and me oh. I mean I, I, can't, I mean it's I, it's actually something that's really hard for me to talk about because I can never repay or express my gratitude appropriately for the dinners, the cards, picking up my girls, right. you know, doing my girls' hair and getting them in their costume for something. I mean, people really, really, really have shown up for us. Oh, that's that's and fantastic. You know, and then people remember. I get phone calls, I get texts from people I would never even expect to remember right. the time of year that um, I lost Jason or what the girls might be going through. And they're, so I'm, after Jason died, people thought I would leave and go back to Portland. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think my mom was like, <laughs> Right. And um, I mean, honestly, I still think about it sometimes, but this is our home and this is yeah. what they know. Right. And they know they can call on my friends for help anytime. And my friends show up for them. I know. Wow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm very lucky. Yeah, what more can you ask for than that? I, I, I can't. And... That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a gift that you just have to... <laughs> you just have to, like, thank your lucky stars I, that you are... Like, I'm sure you say to yourself all the time, you're like, what did I do to deserve I'm this? Right. And I don't know. Yeah. I just, and, and, and I don't feel like you can ever repay it. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not one that can have tons of play dates and invite people over. And um, I mean, I'm just always running, trying yeah. to keep my head above water every single day. And then you have these friends who are inviting my girls over, inviting us over for dinner. And I'm thinking, when's the last time I didn't even over to my house for dinner? It's been a long, 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 long time. Yeah. So that's one of my 2020 resolutions. But to I, I have think people too, over. <laughs> I think too, like the that moment will come when someone needs something that you specifically and uniquely can provide. Like mm-hmm. whatever that is, whether that's comfort or love or mm-hmm. help or advice or whatever, and that will be your chance to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I get to, yeah, I get to do this, do this for someone else now. Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. And then I just try to think the other ways that I... I contribute. And, I mean, that's maybe another reason why I get involved with things, mm-hmm. because that's mm-hmm. my area of contributing. Yeah. It might not be this to this. But it's... Which I also think is part of protecting this. Mm-hmm. But it's... You know, I, I often say I'm a work in progress. I'm, I'm, working, I'm working on it, I'm working yeah. through it. And yeah, I hope, I really hope, I don't want anyone to ever go through, any loved one or someone I know, or anyone for that matter, my goodness, to go through losing someone, but it happens. I mean, yeah. it's reality. So I hope I can help in some way, the way that people have helped me. 
Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, really, that's the best thing you can do is just be there to help someone the mm -hmm. way people have helped you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you, I mean, you, uh, like with your work with Caldera, I mean, I can't imagine what, what I've, again, one of the things, obviously many things about you stand out to me, but, um, but the, the organizations that you seem most passionate about are the ones that impact other people's mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. And I, the one that, you know, Caldera is where, mm -hmm. <clears throat> Caldera is where I first, I think I remember the evening you're talking about that you <laughs> emceed the show and you said hi to your girls and stuff. And that was where I learned about Caldera and Caldera, for those of you watching the show, Caldera is a nonprofit that does extraordinary things with at-risk youth out of Portland and rural Oregon as well. Mm -hmm. And they, they work with these kids from the first time they go to camp with Caldera to all the way through high school and they mentor them and they provide them scholarships and do all this stuff. And I was so impressed. And you, you were like the, the driving force mm -hmm. behind that. Certainly when I first saw you at their fundraiser, mm -hmm. it was like you, you were the, the driving force behind it. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, there, there are so many fantastic people that work with Caldera, but Ton. So yeah. it's, you know, the, the office is in Portland, started by Dan Wyden, who started Wyden & Kennedy, mm -hmm. the world's largest independent advertising agency, came up with Just Do It. And he started the program, and there's a phenomenal staff in Portland. And since we work with kids here in Central Oregon, there are six middle schools we work with, and great artist mentors, and um, a few board members over here, but most of the board members are in Portland. But what we try to do every year is have an event in Portland and have an event in Central Oregon. Right. So I was lucky enough to work with uh, Christy Lanfrey and Noelle Fredland and some other people here in Central Oregon to host this event. And right. it's really magical because camp is on Blue Lake, just outside of Sisters. And people in Portland don't get access to that as much. Right. And even people who live in Bend act like 45 minute drive. They're going so far and they have to gas up the car. Right. Yes. But oh once my you, God. once you get out right. there and you experience the magic of just the land, the environment, mm -hmm. and you can understand when kids show up on that bus. So these kids come in from central Oregon and we're talking from the Warm Springs reservation, Madras, Bend, Redmond, Terrebonne and then youth from inner city Portland, and they pull up to this magical place, right. school buses, and walk out, and they see it. I mean, the transformation for them begins the moment they step off that bus. Right. And they're being exposed to all different types of creativity, um, the environment, how to take care of the environment, and then also going through life skills lessons, trust falls, writing out dreams and wishes, um, learning a lot about equity, racial equity, um, you know, kids going through a lot of different experiences in their life. And it's a really safe, safe place. 
and and they learn so many times you put these labels on kids where they're underserved or they're at risk but they're kids they just yeah. show up yeah and it doesn't matter what's happened back here they show up and they're given the support and the love and the empathy to do what's best in, for them. And that's the beautiful part about Caldera. It's all really strength-based. I mean, we're giving them the tools to find what they already possess inside of themselves and go from there. Right, And right. be compassionate, independent young people. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> kind of all you can ask. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like, mm -hmm. that's what every kid mm -hmm. needs and wants. Mm -hmm. There's a young woman who's lived on the reservation her whole life, and um, at Caldera, everyone has a camp name. Okay. What's your camp name? Did you have one? Um, I did, I think. Oh, I don't what? remember exactly. Oh. I think it was, I think it was Dirtball. Oh, nice. <laughs> Might have to. I'm gonna have to turn this interview around and right. ask you what yeah. dirt ball no, yeah. really dirt ball, means. I think is, I'm not sure where that came from, but that was what I, hmm. when we made our little, what are the little- They're called cookies. Cookies, our little wood circle Wood cookies. circles, name tags. You came up with dirt I ball? Think, do I think I went with dirt ball, hmm. yeah. So it's also part of the transformation is that they gave up that past identity and they create a new name. Um, but this young woman from Warm Springs Reservation, her camp name is Doe. And when she first came to camp, she had a really hard time speaking in front of a group. And through her seven years, at the end, she's you know, giving a spoken word performance mm. in front of all these campers, artist mentors. And she made a conscious choice to go back to the Warm Springs Reservation and work with youth in early childhood development. Wow. I know, it's, it's really... And, and she, she shared with me once that she thought she wouldn't go back. And she, no, I, I've gained so much from my experience at Caldera, I now want to go back and wow. work with young people and you know, be a positive role model and a positive woman role model in these right. young children's lives. Power of creativity, power of Caldera. Yeah. So I know Caldera's great. And that, but that seems to be the through line for everything you get involved in. It's, <laughs> it's, it's creativity, it's artistic, it is helping people become better versions of themselves mm -hmm. through creativity and through mm -hmm. artistic endeavor. And, mm -hmm. But also, I mean, on the business side as well, like with Bin Design Conference, it all has a it has multiple levels, it seems, mm -hmm. all the stuff you get into, but there's, mm -hmm. that, there's that through line of becoming a better version of yourself through creativity and through artistic endeavor. Yeah, would that? Yeah, is that my, that's my thread? That's my theme? I've never thought about that way, but I think well, you're I, right. I haven't either I haven't, until I sat I down. I haven't intentionally thought about it, but I th yeah, I think you're right. Um, well, and I, it's just creating a community where we have exposure to arts and culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, my very, very favorite arts organization is Ben Film. Oh, I mean, I'm a huge, I mean, <laughs> and I've been lucky enough to be, you know, be a part of it. Um, yeah. But what I love about it is 
Well, wait, hold that thought real quick. My, okay. Why I want to enhance arts and culture in our community is, and it goes back to my experience as a third grader, okay. and almost being told, because I wasn't in art classes, you're not an artist. And I just okay. don't, I believe every single one of us is born an artist. And it's just, if it's brought out of you or not. Right. So creating events and a community that supports and values art is a huge, huge, huge passion of mine. Okay. And why I love Ben Film is because anyone and everyone can go sit in a movie. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But then you have this, these independent films telling stories, um, taking you know, 500 people in Tower Theater to another part of the country, um, another part of the world, and yeah. learning about something that they might not ever have exposure to, and that is art. And it's, anyone, and it's, anyone and it's can- perspective changing. Right, yeah. and anyone can have access to it through yeah. Ben Film. And that's what I love. We might not get everyone in to take a writing class or take a drawing class or listen to an artist talk or right. walk into okay. a gallery and appreciate art because maybe they're told I don't like art or I'm not an artist. But there's something about film that I think is a, can appeal to everyone. I like that. It's like it's, like it's the sneaky way to get art into everyone's mm -hmm. life. It's like, oh, just mm -hmm. come see a movie. Right. And everyone's like, yeah, sure, I can see a movie. Whereas, like, they may not, they may not go to a poetry reading, or they may not go to a gallery. Right. But they'll go see a movie, even right. if it's something that they may not really know much about or something. And then they get their, they get their world rocked. They get their perspective shifted. They get their completely yeah. in tears, I mean, laughing. Yeah. yeah. So, how do we get on my favorite arts organization? I'm not sure. Where's Todd Luby? I don't Todd know, Luby that's, just called. Yeah, I'm, I'm all just for call? it. <laughs> Did he slip you 20 bucks before you came <laughs> no, over? I was like, no. make sure you mention Ben Phil. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's just one organization I've been really, we, we started, when I was at TBD, we started working with them doing all their marketing yep. work, yeah. which is really, really fun. It's fun to do marketing for an arts organization. That's also a fun um, place where my worlds collide. Right, is right being able to market it from a creative standpoint, a creative entity. So it's interesting when those, those two disciplines come together for me. And I would hope, <laughs> I would hope that when you're doing marketing for something creative, for a creative organization, you get to really be creative mm -hmm. and like let those muscles flex a little bit right. more than you would for say a standard exactly. for-profit company or something. Yeah, I mean, you still need to have your guardrails so you're communicating clearly, but you're right, it, it is more freeing. And I think why a lot of agencies work with arts organizations, nonprofits, you know, they typically don't get paid. So <laughs> well, that's uh, where the big bucks are. Well, and it, it's kind of, there's almost a little trade off. Like, right. I have to have a little bit more freedom. Right. And we're going to maybe push this a little bit more than, say, another client. No, gotcha. you're right. You're right. Yeah. What do you, uh, I mean, I, I almost hesitate to ask a question because you already have your hand in so many things, but it sounds like your girls, you know, they're pulling you, you know, they've got their own interests and mm -hmm. I'm sure they're pulling you into those in some ways, but what do you see as the next like 
big exciting thing on your mm. horizon mm -hmm. let's see um well, what i really 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 want to see happen is scale house open a visual arts An actual, center the, that is the way you described it yes. right with like a cafe and a black yes. box theater yes and... i'd like to see that happen before i die <laughs> um <laughs> it's not funny but so and I really believe it can happen, and I believe it can happen soon. I feel that the community is ready for it. Yeah. And I'd love to see, I mean, that's priority, but also if we could partner with a performing arts center mm -hmm. and you almost create a creative campus. Mm-hmm, okay. So uh, locals, visitors, go to a place where you can see a performance, you can walk, across the street and you can go into an exhibition space. Maybe there's a sculpture garden outside. You can pick up a notebook. You can have a cup of coffee. Uh, your child can take a writing class. I mean, it's just, it's a place that you can go and you can take lessons, but you can also immerse yourself in it. You can learn and you can admire. I mean, that's a true, wow. true dream. And it just takes a lot of money I'm going to be honest, in yeah. time. Yeah. So that is what I'd love to see happen. Um, and it's just a true reality for me is, you know, I have to make a living to pay for those kiddos. Right. Soccer and put them through right. college someday. <laughs> right. and, um, but I would just love to carve out more time to make that happen. Okay. And... Um, and I, I think it's, like I said, I think it's, it's promising. I, I do believe we're getting closer and closer. And even just looking at how Scale House works with At Liberty, that's our home right now. We have a desk oh, at okay. At Liberty. Oh, wow. And there's just a lot of synergy between Scale House programming and what our At Liberty does. And so, you know, just, just how do we all come together? How can we collaborate and promote more arts and cultural programming in our community. There's so much out there right. already. And I mean, I love what the High Desert Museum does. I've already talked about Ben Film. Um, but I do think there is an opportunity for some more contemporary arts focus. Mm -hmm. And you know, one thing that Scalehouse does in partnership with OSU Cascades is we have Scalehouse Voices where we bring in um, designers and artists just to do an hour talk at the college. Oh, it's I didn't free. Know about that. It's free. <clears throat> And we've brought in some really interesting artists. And so you go for an hour, you learn, and you know, go on your way. So how can we, it doesn't have to be Ben Design for four days. It can be an hour talk one night. Right. But just always having events and people exposed to art. And I'm just, I admire so many of the other arts organizations in town who are doing that. Mm -hmm. And if there's room for more, great. <laughs> and if there is, you're gonna find it. You're gonna, yeah. yeah, you're gonna be there. That might be over there. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's that is my dream. That's my vision. That's what I'd love to see happen. And there are great people who I'm working with who also want to see it happen. So right. I believe it can, it can, we can get there. Isn't that what you just said resonates with me a lot? Like one of my favorite parts of Bin Film, Bin Design. At Liberty, all the, all the, you know, of course, I mean, all of the different 
theater organizations mm -hmm. in town. Like, <clears throat> I've done a little bit of theater, and I, what I love about all these different organizations, different, they all have different visions and different missions and everything, but it's always the people. Mm -hmm. It is always the people that are involved, <clears throat> who are always, you know, they always are a little offbeat and they have kind of their own, their own perspective on the world that stands out from the usual. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that is the, the driving force. That is what I love so much about all the things I've seen you involved in and all the organizations mm -hmm. I've gotten involved in. It's always about the people. Mm -hmm. Like with Ben Film, one of my favorite things is that we are so diligent in bringing in directors and producers mm -hmm. and actors and stuff. Sitting down and talking with those people, you're just, you're introduced to this whole different way of seeing the world mm -hmm. that I just find really fascinating. I agree, so, and it's refreshing. And mm -hmm. we're lucky to live where we live, but we just don't have access to that all yeah. the time. So yeah. when directors, filmmakers come in, and the speakers through Ben Design, yep. Scale House, when artists from their showing at Liberty come, it's, yep. it's those connections are really interesting. And I learned so much from them, and they are always so grateful to be invited I think sometimes we say, oh gosh, do you want to come to Ben? Right, right. And they're like, we love Ben. <laughs> so that's also refreshing to, that they're excited to come and share right. their talents and their passions with us. No, but it is the people. Yeah. I mean, I feel so grateful to be surrounded and partner and collaborate with such interesting, creative individuals. Yeah. And I mean, the list is long and I feel really really lucky that they're in my life. Do you, this is me and it's kind of connected, but do you find yourself when you're, I don't know, when you're around all these creative people, do you ever find yourself thinking like, why am I here? Oh yeah. It was <laughs> called like imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Where you're just like, whoa, this mm. is, they should be kicking me out. Like yeah. I have no business in this mix. Yes, I'm so glad you asked that. That's it's whenever Ben Design ends, I have a little bit of the blues. I mean, I think I'm tired. Yeah. I think I was telling you I've got work, you know, you gotta, you know, write thank you notes and finish mm -hmm. all the paperwork and do all those things. But then I also feel a little bit of imposter syndrome. Why am I, why am I doing, am I, am I, am I qualified to be doing this? <laughs> um, I, I think that's part of it, but it inspires me to do more than the administrative work, to really immerse myself in the, the understanding and the practice of design thinking so I can learn and have conversations with people who are coming and not feel, why am I here? Right, right. So, okay, so yeah, well. I've definitely felt that before. Okay. And we're all human, right? Yeah. When it sounds like, I mean, I'm a, you know, a huge fan of, like Tim Ferriss and Chase Jarvis mm -hmm, and all mm -hmm, these other mm -hmm. creative people that are out there interviewing, you know, with their podcasts, interviewing people functioning at the highest levels. And across the board, they all talk about suffering from imposter mm -hmm, syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, <laughs> obviously this is, you just have to keep going. You just have right. to keep pushing through and keep doing right. whatever it is you're doing. Well, I'm really hard on myself and that's, yeah. I, I, 
I'm not always going to do things right. I'm not always going to do things well. well I'm going to make yeah. mistakes, and maybe there's times that I shouldn't be at the table, and maybe there's times I should. Right. Um, but I'm just going to keep my head down and keep working and do yeah. what I believe in and do the best I can. And that's really at the end of the day when I put my head on the pillow. If I know I did all those things and I was kind and respectful, that's all I can really ask for. Right. What more can you do than right. that? Right. Right. Yeah. I find that go along with the imposter syndrome thing you there's also this this feeling of like like you like you want to check in with someone else mm -hmm. like okay can someone can someone reassure me that I'm not screwing this up right right <laughs> but I think the truth of it is is that we're all every single one of us making it up as we go mm -hmm. like regardless of how how much how polished you are in your day-to-day -day life. Basically, we're all making it up as we go. Right. And things are going to come along and happen that you have no idea how to deal mm -hmm. with. And yet, somebody has to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so, whether it's you know, figuring out what needs to happen in with your with a with an organization, or dealing with a crisis, or just dealing with the day-to-day, -day, it's like I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing it right, but at least I'm here. At mm -hmm. least I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's the the upside and downside of being a leader. I mean, it's I sometimes feel like leaders get this, oh gosh, you did a great job, thank you. But they're also not seeing the side where you're having to make decisions that impact people and mm -hmm. impact budgets. You might make the wrong decision. You're the one getting the complaints. You know, there's, that comes with the territory and there's a lot of hard days, sad days, frustrating days. And, you know, working through that, it's not always easy. I mean, yeah. it's not all, <laughs> right. right? isn't this great? Um, and I have made plenty, plenty, plenty <laughs> of mistakes along the way right. and not handle things the way I should. Yeah. Are you good? Are you good about at the end of the day? Like, can you put that behind you, Ooh. or do you lie there at three o'clock in the morning, going, oh, "I wish I had done this better"? Or... Yeah. Honestly, it's I'm really hard on myself. I'm getting better. I'm definitely getting better, yeah. and knowing there's times it's over, Renee. Why? Why worry about it? Right. I mean, I mean, if I hurt someone, that's different. That's really. I hurt someone, made them upset. That's harder for me to get over. Right. Um, it's part of that imposter syndrome, though, too, that if you feel like you let someone down because you didn't do it right, then I question, okay, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing right, this? Right, right. So I definitely think I've gotten better as I get older. And with Ben Design, it's great working with Martha because I can call her and be like, okay, I just got a vent. <laughs> and so I just throw up you know, for five minutes and right. she steers me in the right direction and then I'm good Okay. and vice versa, you know? And so, just like you said, both of us, have, we've never done this before. I mean, we have five years under our belt now, but right. still things come up every year that we've never ever experienced before and you have to figure out how to handle it. Right. We're just like you, you've never, well, I don't know, I shouldn't assume. Have you done this before? 
uh, like hosted a show like yeah. this or? I mean, I know with other people, but before? No, no, this is yeah. just kind of a thing that I knew I wanted to do, so I decided to do it. And I'm like, well, I'm sure I'll have moments where I suck and then there'll be moments <laughs> where I don't and try to just try to keep sucking less each time. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that and even like renovating this building, like putting together whatever this place is going to become. Never done anything like this before, mm -hmm. but what the hell? Like, you know, life is short. Right. It's like you better just go for it and make the, make, make the most of what you can do. And if you, you know, like they say, if you wait until you're ready, you're never going to do it. Exactly. So just start. Well, and I figured I could play it safe and not do anything because I don't want to hurt someone's feelings or make someone mad or mess up. Yeah. But then I wouldn't have been able to do anything I've been able to do. Right, yeah. So. Well, then, I mean, on the emotional side of that, like that it applies, like you're saying, in, in business or creative endeavors or whatever, but it also applies to your personal life of mm -hmm. like, you have to put yourself at risk for disappointment, mm -hmm. sadness, sorrow. You have to put yourself at risk for those, uh, of those things if you ever want to achieve joy and accomplishment mm -hmm. and real, like the feeling of real passion. The only way, the only way to, the only way to be able to reach for, <laughs> to be able to kind of reach for that highest point is to make yourself vulnerable to the lowest. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's how the game works. Like right. that's life. It is. Well, I think until you go through something where you're really pushed in ways you never thought were imaginable, do you realize when you come out of it and you see a little bit of light, how those hard times make life more enjoyable or how they put things in perspective or they help you get through other situations in life. Has that, has that been the case for mm -hmm. you with what you've been through? Though? Absolutely. It ebbs and flows though. I mean, I'm gonna be really yeah. honest. There was a period of time when I was really aware of, you know, this is important. Don't worry about this. No one's died. No one's lost their job. You haven't lost a friend. I mean, come on, you put things in perspective. Right. Um, or another real learning for me is just time. I don't have a lot of time, so I try to make really good use of my time. Um, but then at the end of the day, I'm just like everyone else. I have feelings, I have emotions, and even though I went through a horrific loss, I, I still worry. Right. I still worry about silly things I shouldn't worry about. I still spend time and maybe money on things I shouldn't. I mean, you know, <laughs> you just do those things. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'm human. Yeah. And like I said, we're all making it up mm -hmm. as we go, right? Right. Like, it's just, it's definitely shifted who I am and who I've become. Um, I sometimes get a little bit cynical. Oh yeah. And resentful. And those are just things I don't want my daughters to see. So I try really hard not to <laughs> right. be Right. Resentful or yeah. angry or. Um, you said you said you don't you don't meditate or do no, anything like gosh. that. Like, do you work at? Because um, I know, 
you know, when you've been through bad things. It's real easy for if you're not on top of it, your brain will just mm -hmm. go into this like negative spiral. Yeah. And I find that the only way to stop that or stop it in its tracks is to be like, no, like, let's, let's look at what is really happening right now. Like, mm -hmm. you know, children are happy and mm -hmm. healthy. I'm happy and healthy. Nothing's on fire. <laughs> You know, it's like, okay, things are pretty good. Right. Try and keep it in perspective. Do you, do you have a process for that? Or is that just, is that what you do? Or how do you, how do you handle the, when that, when that starts happening, yeah. when that spiral starts building up? I, for us, and I've seen it with the girls as well, it's more nights at home, quiet nights, home cooked meals, going to bed early, you know, being organized, keeps us all calm even if we're really really busy hmm. it's okay. when constantly running 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 going out to dinner you know going to newport market in the morning before school to cobble together a lunch which i've done many many mornings okay that's when i spin and that's when the brain spins and that's when i'm feeling frantic and i'm not at my best and i've seen it in my girls so hmm. just more and more time that we are calm and at home, we're all better. Hmm. And so that's something you I, consciously like have to bring yourself back yes. to. Like we need to chill out. We need Absolutely. to spend a few nights and, at home. And I've had to say no to a lot of things. I mean, yeah. I love you say so you've seen me a lot of events. I've really cut back on those because <laughs> I just can't do it. Right, right. I just, um, there was a period of time where I was going to things Monday through Friday night. And even if it was just for an hour here, hour there, and I just can't do that anymore. Right. I just can't. I mean, first of all, I have to be a chauffeur because I have to drive them <laughs> places. You are your children's Sherpa. Yes, You're exactly. You're like, oh, I've got I'm, all your bags and I all know, your jackets. Seriously. I'm like, how did I, I didn't know about this right. part of the job? Yeah, right, yes. So that's the less exciting part. I, that's my main, you know, five to seven. You'll, you'll find me in my car. Um, and then getting <laughs> home and, you know, they have homework. Yeah. You know, then often once they go to bed, I hop back on my computer and I start working, so. But I do know that I need to maybe meditate. I'm not sh All my meditating friends out there will be like, Renee Mitchell. Um, yes, like Renee. I, I know, yes. I know, I know. You know, you need to take care of yourself and this push for self-care. I know all that. I'm not being cynical yeah. about it, but I, I just, it just doesn't fall into my daily routine right now. Right, right. So I'm trying to find other ways to take care of myself. That's, that's all I can do right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like, like you were saying, time at home, yeah, time with yeah. your girls. That's... Right. Yeah. I know people are like, you should run and you should do yoga and yeah. you should... It's, I mean, you work out every morning. Uh, like, depending on the week, like three to five mornings a week. Oh, depending on the week, three to so five. So three, like three is, three is my standard. Five is when I'm trying to push to do something yeah. to achieve something, yeah. but 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 it's that thing of if I don't do that, I mm -hmm. quickly start to feel like crap. Yeah, you, I just you feel know. like crap, and yeah. I don't. I'm not happy with. I'm not happy with myself. I'm not happy with that lack of discipline, mm -hmm. and you know, it's like you start to get really just grumpy with yourself and with life and with other people, and just like okay, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like. Joe Rogan says that like 
he was like, the person I am before I walk into the gym is like whiny and makes excuses and grumps and complains. The person I am is completely different than the person I am when I walk out of the gym. When mm -hmm. I'm just, I, I feel like, okay, like I can handle what life mm -hmm. is gonna throw at me. Mm -hmm. And it's that, it, I mean, if I, if I go more than a couple of days without that fix, and I really, I get really like, just like down with myself mm -hmm. and grumpy with other people and just, yeah, it's, it's not pretty. That's how I feel about producing an art event. Before it, I'm anxious, I'm grumpy, right. I'm tired, I'm in it, and at the end, I'm on top of the world. That's great. Yeah. And that is... It doesn't, they'll give you muscles. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe moving all the things around yeah, for right. the yeah, other yeah, right. yes, that's my workout. There you go. There you go. Mm. All schlepping boxes yeah, back right. and forth. And, yeah. yeah. My <laughs> biceps are unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said your kids are in sports and stuff. Yes. Yeah. yes. Both of them in sports? Both play soccer, both ski, um, both play basketball. Are you a skier as well? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. We're going up tomorrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. I think, is it snowing outside right now? I think it's supposed to be snowing. I think it's supposed to be, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're all three going up tomorrow. Nice. All right, so what is the, as we kind of wrap things up, what is the, where should people go to find out more mm. about you? Do they follow you on Instagram, oh, your goodness. website? Yes. What Let's... is your social media mode of choice? Goodness, I'm not highly promotive. Let's see, I have two Instagram accounts. Oh, Renee very Mitchell. Fancy. Well, it's Renee A.S. Mitchell, Renee As Mitchell. That's my personal. Okay. So you'll just find pictures of my kids and travels and, okay. but Renee Mitchell Creative okay. is really more of my creative endeavors, uh, creative inspiration, things I'm working on. So that's probably more appropriate. I have a website, Renee Mitchell Creative. It's just highlights some projects I've worked on from Caldera, Art in Public Places, Scale House, yeah. Ben Film. So a collection of my arts organization work and then some of my branding and marketing work. Okay. So I had this great desire when um, that Renee Mitchell Creative would morph into developing creative work for only arts organizations or social causes. That was my, my ambition. Okay. And I might get back to that someday. Okay. Yeah, I met with a woman the other day who had this great idea to run out a billboard and bend every month and change the creative every month related to an issue. Wow. I know. <laughs> It's like, I love that kind yeah, of work. I, 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 I love can that. See that. I can see that sparking you, know, like, being you know, like, oh, uh, yeah. And creating these you know, provocative messages that you know, change perception, make people think you know, how they're interacting with others, how they're interacting with the world, the environment, how they look at equity, how they look at race. So right. I would love to do something like that at some point. Okay. And maybe that's a way of me becoming an artist as well. I, it sounds to me like you are well into being an artist. I mean, <laughs> you are incredibly creative in everything you're doing. So I think you get the title. Thank you. Yeah. 
any any other anything else that you want to promote right now anything uh, going on coming up what's um, what's something that people need to know about or let's are, are see we kind of in a lull right now let's see well I definitely would keep your eye on Scale House and some interesting things to come. We are introducing our Scale House Voices series soon. Okay. And um, we have three artists and designers who are really exciting. Um, we'll be announcing Ben Design lineup probably starting in March. Oh, wow. Okay. So pretty soon. I mean, we start, stop, and then we start. Yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. <laughs> um, You're like, okay, that was good. And let's start again. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, at Liberty, Kayla Farrell-Smith, um, Native American artist, who's getting a lot of um, coverage right now. She's been challenging Governor Kate Brown about the type of work the governor is showing in her office. And oh, okay. um, she is having an exhibition in May and June. I think that's all I can really share right now. Wow. We're working on a few other little pieces. Okay. So um, I would follow At Liberty and Scale House and Ben Design. Okay. I think that gives people yeah. lots of different places yes, to go. Yes, yes. Awesome. Thank, thank you, you Renee. Charlie. You're, thank you're the you. best. And you're one of my favorite people in this town. So oh, I'm really excited you. we finally got to sit down and talk. So. It's an honor to be here and in your space. Well, and thank knowing you. Thank how, you. Knowing how tight your time is, I truly <laughs> appreciate you making time to come oh, sit thank down you. with me. So. That's why it took a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we'll do it again, I'm All sure, right, down the road, right, too. Right. I'm sure we'll have more to talk about. So. Oh, thank you. Thanks. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you yeah. all. Thanks for joining us. The Call to Create with host Charlie Till is presented by Ghost Village Films and captured at Open Space Event Studio in Bend, Oregon. Subscribe and follow on YouTube, iTunes, and thecalltocreate.com.